Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. It's a final siren. The numbers were damning. It was West Coast's equal third lowest score ever, the heaviest defeat under Simpson in 213 games and the fifth biggest loss in club history. If you look up the definition of rock bottom, yesterday's result might just be there. I welcome my co-host, Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Good boys. How are you going? Oh, good to be here considering, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting how this uh, this episode unfolds. We're going to try and keep it as upbeat as possible. Before we get into that, thanks Tom at Plus Fitness CBK, Hillary's and Junalup jumping on as a sponsor. Uh, there's also a new sponsor called JC Designs that they're going to help us out with designs for our podcast and all that. And we'll give you a bit more of a rundown of them later on in the next couple of episodes. Uh, socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or go to Linktree and type in Eagle Nation and you can download all our episodes or any of our socials from there. Um I'm just going to give you a few stats here, boys, and I've, I guess everyone's either read them or heard them on the radio today. It was just the third time in VFL, AFL history that the last team on the ladder has won by 100 points plus, and it's the second biggest win by the team in last ever. The last one was when Collingwood did 178 points over to St Kilda in 1979, the Magpies were in the bottom three in the first three rounds, but they ended up in the grand final that year. So it's a bit different. They had a good team and they were bottom, but they worked their way up and they ended up with a 15-7 um, game total. Uh, so you could argue this is the biggest win ever by a real bottom side team. The awful records just keep coming after the final siren, which I already said. 15, the worst loss in 15 years, equal third loss in the club history and the worst under Simo. Um, we've won a wooden spoon before, but I don't think we've – can we get any lower? That's that's a question I want to ask. Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, I think it's the lowest we've ever been. I think it's the worst performance we've, I've ever seen in the history of the club. We've had some bad ones went under Toddy and all that in that back there's in only, those days. There's but, only one worst one that I've ever witnessed and that was when – and I'll talk about it in the next episode in um, Bounce Down, was a 142-point win from Essendon at Windy Hill when we kicked one goal 12. Yes, remember those? And that was that the day they changed the windsock? Yeah, the windsock was tied down. too, in those days, in that in that period, that was John Todd's period as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was 1988. And I think that's when we had all the young guys coming through too then, Simich, Worsfold, McKenna, Mainwaring, all that, our big Waterman, all these other guys. But and look, we've got a young lot of young guys coming through at the moment too. But our performance, um, they yeah. Well, we'll talk Simo, about the younger Simo, guys. Simo later. didn't hold back. It was terrible. You, you don't lose by that much. It's just that was just terrible. It was a poor, very poor performance. He, he gets a bad rap with his presses, but I find he's being very honest right now. Oh, what you know, can he, he do? But yeah, like and what that, can he that, do? That's what I mean. He's they, they've got what twenty five players, twenty six training. They're too scared to train him too hard because a lot of them are sore and they can't have players dropping. He's saying it's like not much to take out. You know, they've got to like watch what they say, but yeah, you could tell he wasn't happy. Like, what, how could you be happy you with know, that? It shits me about these journalists. Half of them never played the game before. They've never played at even a decent level. Yeah. And yet 
they come in with these ridiculous, stupid questions. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm not a big fan of most of the journalists because they've no idea of the ga- – look. And they don't even watch the game. In theory. And they don't watch the game. Yeah, they look at a stat and they say, oh, she, she had a great game. He had 30-odd possessions. Oh, yeah, you don't have a great game, but he had, he had issues too. But yeah. in saying that, None of these guys have ever played the game. Like Caroline Wilson, what would they know? They've never played a game of footy in their bloody lives, half of them. And it, and it goes even deeper than that. Even some of the guys that have played the game, like Lee Montagna, right? He never said a good word about us when we were winning. No. And he doesn't, he doesn't say it again. He, God, they're just, I don't know if it's that media-driven focus that they have, that the worse the story is, the bigger the clicks you get. You know what mm. I mean? Um, going back to Simo in the press conference, um, I wanted him to say a few things, and he said it. He goes, "It's not acceptable." He's nothing to really take out that game. He goes, there was no positives. And he goes, "What? What can I say? I, I can't lie to you." And he goes, "But he did it in the last press conference. The, the supporters are coming, and it's probably less. But what do you expect? Um, if the guys aren't playing for you, do you expect them to come? Mm. You, you hope they come, but this is where." I don't think – I know it's another discussion I want to talk about supporters yeah. because we're, we're blessed with riches of so many yeah. and, and maybe that makes a discussion where we're not acting on a few things because if 30,000 don't come, no, no, there's another 30,000 sitting there waiting to get yeah, get exactly. a membership. So, But that's yeah. totally different. Just so. quickly on the game, and it's hard to hear, but that was a loss we really needed. It was painful to watch. But – what it's done, it's effectively put us two games behind behind Hawks and Ruse now. Because even if we win another game, our percentage took such a hit and gave them such a percentage boost. We're now in the best position to draft. Because the only way out this hole, and we'll go into more depth later, is the draft. We need to draft, draft, draft. So that game was absolutely horrible. But the rewards you get from it in the long picture should help. God, it was disgusting watching. I sat there and I, it's a result we needed, but it's not a result you could ever want, if that makes sense, you yeah. know, as a supporter. And even knowing we we shouldn't win that game, when the game sights that siren goes, you cheer for your team, you want them to win. But big picture, it was so hard to watch that game. It needed to be a big loss because we needed that percentage thing because we need to draft. The only way out this hole is the draft. Well, how do you think I felt? I couldn't watch a game. I had to watch it on replay. I'm the same. I'm and the same. I was at a tournament, a Tiger and Day tournament, and I, I said, no, I'm not going to watch it. But no, me, I had to 10 on the phone, and I watched the first quarter, half of it, four goals or two, and I said, that's it. We're looking all right. That's good. I'm not watching it anymore. And then my phone starts pinging, pinging, pinging. <laughs> And I, I'm not lying. I, I've never had that many notifications in my life. So I just actually turned my frigging phone off for a while. As soon as I turned back on, ping and ping and ping. And I go, nah, what's going on here? And it's a long day, cut a long story short. I said, fuck it. I'll have a look. And when I looked, I went, how the hell do I watch this when I get home? You know what I mean? And I'm like going, oh. and Dan's going, you're insane, was it? You're insane. Yeah. You can't watch it. But – Run a podcast. I can't talk about the team unless I watch yeah. it. And mate, I'm uh, telling you, I, 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 <laughs> should I taken your advice? Because I knew you, it was delayed. I like, I, I asked, but it was more begging. Please don't talk about the game when you're rewatching it because <laughs> I don't want to have to live through that twice. You know what I mean? Because it, it was bad at epic proportion, and it was the worst game we've had. But you look at the plays we fielded. It's like, and to our supporters. You wanted to delist and get rid of 
all our senior players. Everyone over 30 you wanted to get rid of. Well, basically, there you go. Yeah, that's that, the result. That's the, it. The, the, the proof, proof is in the pudding. Weird saying, but I love it. Can like, you, if we got rid of all our senior players and played only the kids, some of them aren't ready and some of them aren't at that level and won't make it. That's the result you get. Can you put that on social media, please? Oh, uh, mate. Just put uh, that on social media and that is it in a nutshell. But it's true. That None of our senior players were there. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Nutshell. We had, what, 130-plus yeah. playing gaff. He underperformed. There was 2,000. The rest weren't there and you could put 10. I put at least three on every line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's damning. But then there's a bit of the depth gone, like the Cully's gone, you know what I mean? Virgil's coming back eventually. But it was even a few depth players. So the supporters, oh, we should have cut every single senior player. Well, congratulations. That's an eye what would have happened if you did that. Yeah. You need some senior players around it all the time. And that, that, uh, you you got to do it. If you don't, oh, well, I'm going to steal your funding, but I reckon you should. Um, there were 2,000 games missing of experience from the Eagles compared to 200 from uh, Hawthorne. Um, before we get into the game, because we have to talk about it, but you, you breached, you, 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 well, you sort of brought it up about draft, 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 draft. Number one picks up for grab. The Hawks, they're probably going to be a bit out of it because I can see them win a couple more games. It's going to be West Coast versus North Melbourne. I reckon West Coast, that's probably the only other game we got a slight chance of winning, only because it's over here. He's probably against North Melbourne. And that's it. It's beating them. Um, Harley Reid Cup, it was called. Um, will it make a difference getting the number one pick? Is it the Holy Grail? Or do you split that pick? And how do you sell the club to any player coming in that's – a 17, 18-year-old that are thinking, well, I've got to go from the other side of the country to WA, what's the prospects? So, so quickly give us a pitch, you know? I would, I would be going in saying, Harley, look, we've had a damning couple of years, there's no question, and you've read all about this and you've heard all about this, but you look at our upside of what we've got coming through. We've got Reuben Gibney, we've got Noah Long, we've got Campbell Chesser, We've got um, Bailey Williams now start coming into the ruck. We, we've got a young kid from South Australia in the ruck coming through as well. Um, Barnett. Barnett, Harry Barnett. We've got um, Ber- young Burgle coming through as well. We've got all these young players coming. We've got Rhett Bazo in there. We've got ba- Brady Hoff. I said, you're going to be part of that nucleus of that team. And especially with um, if you're like a Dustin Martin – we're going to have a Bond and Pally in there and young Reuben Gibney. Imagine you and Reuben working together. And Hewitt. And, uh, yeah, we I'm haven't sorry, seen the best Eli- of Hewitt. And, and we've got Elijah Hewitt. Imagine you f- three guys working to an era that you could be you could pl- quite easily play well, in constant premiership teams. I'm glad you said it because the way I would have done it would have been very similar. What has gone, have you ever heard of Chris Judd? Mm. Have you ever heard of Daniel Kerr? Have you ever heard of Ben Cousins? Chad Fletcher? They all come through on the one or two drafts. Put it, you, Hewitt, Jinby, a couple others, there's the next lot. That's what we see as our future. Yeah. We, we see you as a part of our future, a big part of your future, and we hope you feel the same. Well, I'll go a different – well, I won't talk about the players around him because you've mentioned that, but I would have said that too, you know. You're going to be in the midfield with the Cullies, Hewitt, Jinby, you know, players of the future. Um, but I wouldn't trade it. I think we're going to be down for a while, so we're going to have a few picks anyway. I don't think we're going to bounce. I reckon we've got another at least two years of heartache. Effectively, we're only one year into rebound. We've had one rebuilding draft. So this is the second year of the rebuild. 
but we haven't reaped the spoils. Mm. I would sell the club to him. I wouldn't sell the playing list to him and say, right, you come here. We're a rich club. We've got awesome facilities. Come here. WA is a beautiful place. Let's teach you how to surf. But I would go even <laughs> a little bit deeper than that. I'll be like, you'll be playing at the Stadium in front of 40,000 fans every single home game. Every week, you're going to be part of a great club with great supporter base. You're going to play in a massive crowds every game. You go to a GWS, they had 7,000 on the weekend. The Saints game, 7,000 supporters there. You go to Hawks, they're dropping off. They're not turning up anymore because they're not performing. North, you could be Gold Coast Kangaroos in a couple of years. That's how bad that club is. They're in shambles. Congratulations, you're going to be playing in front of 9,000 people. The atmosphere. Of the same, you walk out there, the cheers, the future's bright. There might be few. You're going to play as well. You're going to get games straight away. You could possibly be a leader of this club. Great gyms, great place to live, and you cannot understand that crowd. Gold Coast don't have it. Brisbane have it now because they're up, but their support base is quite low. No one plays every single game pretty much guaranteed with a 40,000 people stadium. The atmosphere, it would be great. That's how I would sell him. Um, but, yeah, I definitely wouldn't split. And um, I are. think we talk about the whole we're in. We're getting these young players, as I said, we'll to the draft. I think we need to be aggressive. I wouldn't trade out my, all the senior players, but I'll look at getting rid of Gaff for the money. We would say we'll pay a bit of his contract. And what people got to understand is we need the picks – but look at free agency. Parrish is a free agent. I would go hard at him. We've got money. Parrish averages 33.5 goals, oh. uh, possessions a game, which is elite. He's His a contest- contested possessions, elite. His clearances, elite. His meters gained is elite. And this is a free agent. His kick, he kicks, so that's also elite. Throw a ridiculous offer at him. Mm. So build a club that people want to be with. So it's not just Reed. And there's another free agent this year. Neil Bullen and Wayne's hiring him, so he's one you want. I've, yeah, I've been into this guy for a long while, and you look at his stats. He's um, above average in disposals, kicks, handballs. He's inside 50s, rebound 50s, and effective disposals. He's well above average. Contested possessions, uncontested, he's above average. He's elite in intercept possessions. He's elite in uh, score launches. He's elite in tackles. He's elite in pressure acts. I mean... That's the guy, right? and he's nearly, he's close to the elite in metres gain weekly. And you get he's, Hunt to get him over the line. And yes, the, exactly. And uh, you say, I agree with Dan, you know, you've got to sell at the club. You know, if I was getting Harley Reid, I'd take I'd take Oscar Allen with me and I'd take Liam Douglas with me and say, boys, let's go to Melbourne, let's go and have yeah. a chat to Harley. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing. And that's and great. And he's another free agent. And then next year, English is a free agent. You just said it. Oh, did he just I? knocked it on yeah. the head. Oh, sorry, I know this is <laughs> a random going on. on. And English is a free agent. <laughs> so these players are the 25, 26-year-old. They're the players that we have a gap in our list. Mm. So we're down the bottom. We get these good draft picks, which we've already started. We're only one good draft in so far. I'm not saying previous drafts have been bad, but I'm just saying as a rebuilding site, bottom two last year, bottom this year. Next year, go for English as well. You've got three free agents and you might be, oh, you can't afford it. That's what might get Gaff off the books. Gov and Cripps are re-signing now. So they'll be on a vastly less money. In principle. Vast. That could, that could Nothing change. signed you yet. Hope not Nick sign. Nat you might know, be there. You know, I know that, but there'll be at least two. So Hearn might not go on and Shui might not go on. There's the money there. Go hard for these players. So don't just sell the club to read. Sell it to these free agents. So 
we're in double-edged sword. We are a proud club. We are a good club. On field, we're a mess now. We're in a hole. That's how you get out this hole. And I'm not going to swear, but I want to right now because I'm dead serious. We've got to be aggressive. We've yeah. got to go for Neil yep. Bullen. We've got to go for Parrish. We've got to go English there. And it's not going to cost us picks. They're free agents. And throw ridiculous money at them because it's a chain effect. If they match, because they're restricted free agents, if they match the offers, well, then we don't have the – don't worry about picks. Don't worry about getting them. But then they've used up so much of their salary cap, we can pinch another one. So say it's English doesn't come, they've got to match that offer, it's huge. Then all suddenly Norton's a problem, isn't it, for them? Mm. How are they going to play Norton? Mm. So then we go for Norton. I just think we've got to be really smart of how we do this. We've got to save our draft picks, get these young talents in and get these free agents in. Yeah, Eagles right. used he, to he be – He shouldn't be mowing lawns. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're missing your boat there, mate. Um, anyone Eagles, though, we've got somebody here that could do a list manager job here, right? Um, so, and I said to him, I go, I want, I said, I pre warned you guys, and he goes, I don't know. I'm not going to sell it. He does done it. You yeah. sold me, right? So yeah. I'm hardly reading. I'm gone. That's on what yeah. you just said, mate. Yeah, exactly. Right? I was, I was half convinced with him. Half, well, you just sold it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, boys, put on the boots. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but the Eagles, you just said it, ruthless. They used to be ruthless. They used to be the biggest and the baddest, the meanest. That's gone in the last four years. It's gone missing. Get on the same page. Get aligned. <laughs> and you, you say you're united. We'll fucking start proving it, right? Um, and it's not just the coach you've got to look at. No, nah, it's everyone. And, 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 and sadly, it, Simo is going to probably fall on the sword. He's a scapegoat. They I'm, always I'm, do. It's, I'm sorry for everyone to hear that. No one wants him to go, but he's going to fall on the sword. But there's people higher than him that really need to be looked at. And I, I don't give a stuff what how well the club or how financial they are. There's other people who have been in their positions for over twenty years who need who need to have a uh, damn. They need to have a look. They need to they need to change things. You know, I always always make that reference to Twiggy Forrest. Twiggy Forrest, he's a hard man, but he changes his CEOs every about five or six years because he wants to. He want you, and you look at his improvement. His 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 profits have improved two hundred and seventy five percent in the last twenty five years. Well, our I mean, sponsor geez. was on 6BR and he said exactly the same thing today. Mm. If it was a business, that would have been gone ages ago. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's not – Simo would be the scapegoat, but as assistant coaches, there's board members, there's CEOs, there's uh, football managers. The fitness um, staff, my God. Fitness. Something's a, wrong and I don't yeah. understand. There's something's wrong there. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, you got to change it. Um, let's get into the game. We're going to give this game a bit of focus on here. We, we can't take our way from Hawthorne because they were excellent. 22 goals, 10 to 4 goals, 2. It was the first time the Hawks have scored more than 20 goals since 2016. Um, you know, we kicked two points in the second half. That's just bullshit. Hawthorne opening, they had a 43-12 lead at the first break. They had 19 inside 50s to 5. Mm. That was our – I could not believe at one stage you think it was 32 to 10 and we had three shots at goals in that mm. 10 – in the third quarter, we had 10 inside 50s. We didn't even have a shot at goals. Um, I, there's something breaking down, and I don't know if it's the players, if they're not good enough or that it's not on the same page. I don't want to say how bad because everyone knows how bad we were. Um, I just want to, before we talk about the player of the round, I just want to go through who played good for Hawthorne because they, they won. Sicily, captain's game, he was Brent. 30 disposals. Yep. He was unbelievable. 600 metres gained. Um, 
Connor Nash, you know, he's one of these guys that I think he was a – was he a mid-season draft guy or was he a late draft? Yeah. He had 30 possessions and uh, eight clearances. Uh, Josh Weddle, he's only a young guy. He, he was kicking ass. James Warple, he, he killed us in the middle. Um, I think he had something like eight clearances, 27 disposals. Um, I could go at A, Jai Newcomb, Mitch Lewis, like you said, six goals. Um, Will Day. Now, this is the thing. I Again, Xavier O'Neill, what role was he playing? And then I get told he's on Will Day for the whole game. Mm. If you're a taggy, you, you can't let somebody get 27 disposals and eight clearances. The, the other kid. You, you're not a – he's not a – Freaking tagger, so why put him on there? You put a Connor West on him. Mm. He's a proven tagger. The other kid I really like for Hawthorne is John Newcomb. Well, he, he was, he was he, great. His game was outstanding. 24 disposals, seven clearances. Interesting about Josh Weedle. The Eagles were looking at him very, very closely last oh. year. But they, they went on Hewitt and, and, yep. and Jinby. Yep. But Weedle was right there. He was right next. They had yeah, him I in, remember you saying they that. They had him in the top 15. Yeah, he went pick 18 pick, in the end. So in the end. we might not have actually gone Barnett. I know we needed that ruck, but if he was available. Yeah. Um, right, Jai Newcomb's a mid-season draft too. He was, yes. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I think yeah. it's not as big a draft pool. But we got a, being aggressive starts now as far as I'm concerned. Let's pick two, three players from there. I agree with the O'Neill tagging thing. Structurally, it's not great, but we're at the position we're in, I reckon free players up. Don't tag anymore. Well, Don't just, have them on a defensive up, wing. Yeah. Let's see what they can do if the shackles are taken off because they're playing for the career. We say it every week. Let's see what they can do if the shackles are off. Maybe that's what they try to do, Xavier Neal. Let's see if he can tag, see if he can add a string to his bow. Well, it didn't work. It broke. It broke last week. It proved that. Player of the round, Dan. Go for All it. right. He's so, one of my favourites. Yes, he is one of my favourites. And this game proved why. Obviously, it was Dom Sheed. There was such a gap between him and the next game. I've always said he's a goal-kicking midfielder. It's his best game in two years, albeit he only played like one game last year because of injuries. He's been injured this year too. Poor bugger broke a throat. So, like, that's a bit of a weird one. Um, but he just – this one, he could have had three goals. So, he sits there and we're getting smashed. He's got 30 disposals. Eight marks, five tackles, two goals. As I said, he hit the post on one, so very easy to get out. And they weren't easy. He could have had three gave, goals. gave the first one to Jones. Jones. Yes, he, he did. To Jones. But the thing is, we only kicked four goals too. He was in four score involvements. So every goal, like every score, in, like basically the majority of them, he was a part of. Yeah. I mean, he kicked more goals than any Eagles player on the on the list, you know, that game. So he's just brilliant. And that's what he is. So I know there's... There isn't a perfect player. Some players aren't defensive, but he's a more an attacking one. You know what I mean? And that showed. If he goes in the front half, he's got a beautiful kick on him. And that's why we picked him, because he can kick 50 metres easy. That's why we we wanted Sheed. That's why we picked him. And I want to see that more often, because that's why I defend him a lot. So, yeah, he's not the complete player, but I don't believe every player is. They've all got flaws. And if he can run attacking that way... He's, he's great. Well, I've got to give one player a bit before, Just before you yeah, do that, just yeah. on Dom Sheed, right? Yeah. So, because I knew the stats before I watched the game, mm. uh, you're going to be drawn to see how good he played, right? And to me, he was by far the best eagle, by, yeah. by, by daylight, right? No one else come close to him. And without him, it would have been 30 goals, right? I looked at his efficiency, so that's what I looked at in the game. And... The only time he ever 
affordable, I reckon I'd love to see the breakdown. Affordable and back of the ball. I reckon for the ball, he'd be 100%. Yeah. Back of the ball, he does that rush hook kick. That's the only blemish on his game. Yeah. And yesterday, three of them. Luckily, none of them ended up in goals. But that's his only blemish. But he's getting the ball on. He wasn't alone. Mm. So, um, yeah, to me, that by far one of his best games in a long, long time. That, that yeah. And, you know, he was waiting for people to come along with him. Uh, Tim Kelly got there in the second half. I thought Jones, before I got injured, was oh. uh, probably one of the best on the ground mm. before yeah, I got yeah, injured. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? Um, and he was playing up for it and I'm like, you know. He had 12 was, disposals in the yeah. goal. Sorry, I, I, interrupt, I, I yeah. was a bit bit critical of him playing for the week before, but this is where they they obviously changing it around, but he was good. But I've got to bring up one player that's under the pump, right, and it's not on here. But he should never play a game of fucking football again. And I said it last week. He is not a backman's backman's arsehole, sorry. He was atrocious, mate. Some of those disposals that Harry Edwards said, sorry, Harry, but that that was that was shocking, man. Yeah, just quickly. That was shocking. Sorry, uh, I don't like bagging no. players, but that was shocking. I'm not going to list a lot of players, but shocking. we're going to have a deep clean out. That was because our problem now, and you can blame injuries, but what it's done is the injuries has shown the lack of depth, if we want to use that word. You know what I mean? It's shown the underbelly, and some of these players aren't up to it. But I want to hear Wayne's thoughts because he, he he was high on another player. Yeah, there's really one one guy I've been hard on him is Alex Witherden. Mm. And I've got to give Very him some game. credit because he played a really good game. You know, and I've been, and you boys know, I've been really critical of him. Last five him. weeks, yeah, he's been really. And good. I and I take me hat off. Look, he he played on Luke Bruce most of the game. Look, Bruce got three goals. And look, who who's not going to get goals in a game like that? Oh, that must like, supply. You know, it doesn't matter who you play with the supply. But with him, he had you know, like he had twenty eight possessions. He had eighty six percent efficiency. And he was one guy who really stood up under that. And look, I. I to be honest, I hardly noticed Bruce in the game. In a game like that, I've seen Hawthorne a lot over the years. In a game like that, I've seen Bruce dominate and get. He'll be not. He'll be the Mitch Lewis getting the six goals, not Mitch Lewis getting the six goals, who had mediocre opposition. But he had. But with it, I take my hat off. Him, and I get, I've got to give him credit because I've been hard on him. I'm thinking, and I saw him do what you guys said he's been doing. It's and I'm I'm wrapped for him. I reckon good on him. Yeah, it's funny because Bruce inside fifties. Yeah, Bruce. On paper, three goals, you think he would have had a great game. But I agree with you. Witherden was all and, over him. Yes. Oh. And one of those ones, Witherden was off the bench, yes. on the bench because yeah. as soon as he kicked it, Witherden was on the bench. Mm-hmm. He ran on. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, and the backmen do rotate, but fuck it. Yeah, I look, I'm probably too harsh on Harry Edwards, but that was deplorable. Mm. Some of the, the, the fundamental errors that some of our players did – and they scored goals. It's way too easy. There's just fundamental errors. You shouldn't be yeah. doing it. And I think it was Will Scafield on his uh, shouter footy cast. He, he counted 16 uh, fundamental errors in the space of three minutes. Yeah. And he said he couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah. And he said that is just not, not good enough. Our skills, but unforced errors, that's what kills our, them. Our skill set is poor. It, it honestly is. It's poor. Skills are the most important thing in the and game. And we used to be renowned for the best oh, skilled team in the competition. No so, Anyway, we didn't talk too much about the game. We talked about what we could do to fix it or how we're doing it. Um, it we are at a lower ebb or who knows, it, we could get a bit lower. Let's hope not. But, mm. 
you know, stick with it. Dan just brought up a point, you know, you want the kids to play. Well, there's the kids that we've got, um, bear the ones that are fit. Yeah. Um, we have got other kids there. So they're going to be coming through in the next few weeks. And all we want as supporters is effort and energy mm. and pride in the jumper. And at the moment that's not being shown. Mm. And if they think it is, they're kidding themselves. So um, I think there's going to be wholesale changes coming up soon. And unfortunately I think Simo is going to be a scapegoat for it. For sure. So anyway, guys, um, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, if you've got any questions, I am going to get that question thing up on uh, social scene. So I just keep forgetting it because I've been so busy. But um, hopefully you tune in uh, to Bounce Sound later on in the week and tune back into the final siren next week. Until then, guys, uh, let's go Eagles. Stay positive, guys. A fortress built We crossed the nation Our colors share The west coast sky Our way